Right now, you, re- you know it's a family Sunday, and we have special guests in the room. We have all of our kids and our children's workers. Would you give them a round of applause? Awesome. We're so glad to have you. Right now, if you're a kid that regularly attends Children's Church, or maybe just a kid that's just, you've come today, I want to invite you to come on the stage with me right now. Would you just stand up right now? If you're a kid, I want you to come on down. I want to give you these really cool masks to wear. Come on down anywhere you are. It's all right. Come on. It's going to be so much fun. Wow. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Guys, grab a mask, and I want you to come and just sit right up here because, you know, it's really close to Halloween, and we're, we're pretty used to seeing masks on. We were used to seeing masks uh, this past Friday night come. I do, while we're getting settled, I want to share with you that Brother Perryman, thank you so much for taking, keeping track of the crowd size this Friday night. He was counting, he counted over 800, but he said, Pastor John, it could be plus or minus 10% because I'm gonna be honest with you, Pastor John, several of these kids have the same costume. (laughs) And I've seen SpongeBob walk by about three times wearing different pants. I don't know know how, how to keep track of which SpongeBob came through and which didn't, but we're about plus or minus 10% 10% on that 800, and I'm so, I thank you, Brother Perryman. We saw, but we did see a lot of, whoa, look at that. You know, I, I used to know who you were, but, but when, when you have these masks on, it's hard for me to know who you are. Yeah, look, look at this. You, hi there, how are you? Everybody has these masks on, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's you, you look a little bit, a little bit weird, a little bit scary because your faces now are larger in proportion to your body. You have an adult-sized face with a small little body. And did you know that? Did you guys know that you had masks on? Did Did you know that you had masks? On? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's also something written across the top of your masks. I, I mean, let, let me see if I can see some. Okay, you have the word smart on you um, and, and sarcasm. Oh, oh, you have okay written on. Are you okay? You are okay. Good, good. Uh, you're okay too. And oh, 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 you're strong. Can I feel your muscles? Whoa, look at that. Strong. And okay, uh, let's see here. Oh, sir, you're smart because your mask says you're smart right across your mask. Okay, and uh, oh, we got some funny people back here. And I, I think, I think it's kind of interesting that you're wearing masks that say words because the truth is, is that from far away, I, could, I, I can see your masks, but as you get close up, I realize that they're masks and, and that they have words on them that, that mean something, that, that they're like really good things. Would it be funny to wear your masks around all the time? Yeah, you're smart. 
do you think it would be funny to wear your mask when you go home? What about wearing your masks to school? Would you wear, how many people would wear their masks to school? How many people, your mask is upside down. <laughs> how many people would wear your mask to a friend's house? Yeah, yeah. The truth is, is that your masks, they kind of look like faces with eyes and nose and mouth. But the closer I get to them, the more I, I can tell that it's not really your masks at all, but it's, I mean, your faces at all, but it's masks. But did you know, and, and watch this, some people really do wear masks. Did you know that? Some people really do wear masks all the time. Now, I'm not talking about masks just like this, what you're wearing, but I'm talking about masks that you can't see, but they're actually there. Like, people walk around all the time with their regular faces, but, but they're actually wearing a mask on the inside. You see, as, as people go around, uh, let me ask you this, let me ask you this question. Hey, hey, let me ask you this. Has anybody ever had their feelings hurt? Me. You have? Yeah. Has, has anybody ever um, been disappointed? Anybody ever been disappointed? No? <laughs> oh, hold on there, buddy. You're, you're going to be disappointed pretty soon. Not now. Not now. <laughs> I want you to know that when even mom and dad and, and other adults, sometimes we, we put on masks and we probably shouldn't, but we do because, because when, when we get around people, we can't help but be disappointed sometimes and hurt on the inside. And so we put on these masks that cover up our emotions and we put on masks that say, okay, and I'm funny and, and sarcasm and, and I'm smart because the truth is, is that we're kind of afraid of, of not being okay or funny or smart or strong or, or, or sarcastic. We're kind of Scared, And so we put these masks on to cover that fear up on the inside. We don't want anybody to know we're afraid. But, you know, Jesus told us a story that was kind of like that. It was a story about somebody that, two people that put on masks. And in the story, one person wears their mask and the other person is taking their mask off. And I want to read this story to you. So maybe as I read the story and as I read it to your parents too, they can try to figure out which one is taking their mask off. Let's see here. It's found in Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 9. Okay. It says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank God that I am not like other people, cheaters and sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of my income. 
But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful for me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, return home justified before God, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be <gasps> Oh man, I know that story. I do, I know that story. Hey, Christ Legacy Kids. How are you this morning? Hi, everybody. Hey, moms and dads. Hi. My name's Leroy, and I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited. Hey, boys and girls, how are y'all? Hey, how are y'all this morning? Are you being sarcastic and funny and okay? Yeah, some of you are pretending to be strong and, and, and smart, right? Hey there. You know what? In that story that Pastor John just read, thank you, Pastor John, that story that he just read, there was a guy who was, who was uh, humble and he trusted God to help him. Do y'all know who it was? Do you remember who it was? Jesus. Who was it? There was two people. There was a tax collector and a Pharisee. Which one was it? Do you remember? Very good, Riker. That's right. It was the tax collector. The tax collector was humble, and he trusted God to help him make the right choice. And he was humble to God. But the Pharisee, who was the one that was prideful and thought they could do it on their own? The Pharisee, that's right, the way to go. The Pharisee, very good, Owen. The Pharisee did that. And so he thought that he could do it all on his own. And he thought that he would, you know, he didn't need God. He was kind of a bully, right? Anybody ever met a bully? Anybody ever met someone who's a bully before? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I don't like bullies. Bullies are mean, and they are, they, they make fun of you, and they are, they call you greedy, and they make, and they say things about you, and they hit you, and they're not nice, and everything's just, ah. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay. Uh, whoa. Um, <laughs> Leroy, um, are, are, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Why would you think that I'm not okay? I'm fine, fine, fine. Everything's great. It's wonderful. I'm fine. Totally fine. Why would you ask? <laughs> well, you seemed a little bit upset when I started talking about bullies. Oh. Have you ever been bullied? you know? <laughs> well, you kind of got a little bit upset, and so I kind of thought that you might be bullied. You know what? Let me tell you something. You know, you said that you're fine, but I think you're really down inside. You're probably a little bit hurt, and um, because bullies make fun of us, and they're not very nice, right, boys and girls? Bullies can be mean to us. You know what? When I was a kid your age, I used to get bullied all the time. You know, I went to a different school every grade. I went to a school in first grade and in a different one in second grade and a different school in third grade and a different one in fourth grade. Like, it was really hard for me to make friends. That is so sad. <laughs> yeah, it was sad, but you know what? And I got bullied a lot because of it, you know what? And then I became an adult. You are pretending to be funny. You have your mask on upside down. So, you know what? We can... Uh, 
they wear these masks and the bully, the thing is, is these bullies wear these masks and they like, they like to make other people think that everything's okay. So they pick on you and they make fun of you and they do all of these things, right, boys and girls? And so that's the thing is that bullies like to do that. But when I was an adult, I even had a boss one time make fun of me and hurt my feelings really bad. He did something really mean to me and it hurt my feelings. And you know what I learned? Just like in the story, what'd you learn, Pastor Bobby? I learned that, you know what? It's not worth it to wear a mask and tell everybody that I'm fine because I hurt. It hurt really bad. And I had to go to people and I had to turn to God and I had to be honest with God and with other people and tell them that I was hurting and that I wasn't fine and that it really bothered me. And you know what? I had friends that helped me and God helped me make it through that because I was open. You know, the Bible says that we should bear one another's burdens, church. That's right. And if we don't share how we really feel, then we can't bear one another's burdens, can we? So we have to be honest. So boys and girls, I want you to do something. Let's be honest with ourselves and let's be honest with God and let's all take our mask off. And you know what? I know a verse and I think you know this verse too that helps me. Hey, Elijah, I need you to, and uh, Aubrey, I need you to help me. And uh, Brantley, I need you to help me say this verse because this is a verse in the Bible that really helps me to help me, we can take our mask off now. We get to be ourselves, okay? So take your mask off and everybody say the verse with me. Joshua 1, 9, here we go. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord is with you wherever you go. All right, here we go. Let's see, stand up to your feet. And I want to see you, I want to hear you say it as loud as you can. And this is, you know what, this verse helps me to not be afraid and helps me remember that God is with me and that I don't have to wear a mask and that I can be honest and that we need to bear one another's burdens, right? And God is with us and I can be strong and I can be courageous. So here we go, everybody say it with me. Are you ready? Would you be strong and courageous? Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The Lord is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. That was so amazing, boys and girls. Way to go. I'm so proud of you. You know what? I think it's time for all of y'all to go back. Hey there, buddy. Nice to see you. Yeah. So y'all take your mask and go down the stairs and get some crayons and color your mask really cool for me. And then you can go say bye to your mom and dad. Okay. Okay. Bye. Say bye, boys and girls. You know, Pastor Bobby and Leroy, you have convinced me to take off my mask. I appreciate that. Everybody give our kids and Pastor Bobby a hand clap. I think we can all agree we wear some masks sometimes. Now, they might not be a mask like this. We might wear one around Halloween, but we don't wear these very often. But sometimes we wear some masks of emotions or feelings. We want to try and hide something on the inside. A few years ago, uh, Faith Church, I've been there for a long time. I was, did a lot of ministry there. 
we needed some hay bales. We were going to do our harvest fest. And so I go to the associate pastor. I'm like, hey, we need hay bales. Oh, you know, could, you know, we're going to need to do it in your pickup. He throws me the keys. And I'm like, uh, I drive a Subaru Outback. This is in my brain. I'm thinking, I don't drive a pickup. And he's my mentor. He's my, you know, one of my heroes. I'm like, if I dent his pickup or anything goes wrong, this could be bad. He's like, you good? I had the mask of confidence. I was going to be good. Nothing was going to go wrong. Thankfully, nothing did. But sometimes we wear these masks. We try and put on these fronts. In relationships especially, you know, uh, as guys, sometimes we put on a mask of being, trying to be confident or calm or trying to, you know, do all this different stuff. We wear a mask of maybe trying to be chill even when life's crazy because life can get kind of crazy. And so we just pretend it's all good. We have a smile on our face, but actually there's a little chaos inside us. And, you know, sometimes the masks that we wear, they aren't dangerous. They aren't bad. We might have a mask of confidence. It might be a mask of calm, a mask of happiness, a mask of encouragement or strength. Because in our brains, you know, just because someone, or just because we're struggling, we don't need, want everyone else to struggle. So, you know, we'll wear this mask of encouragement, help others through their struggles, even if we're struggling. If someone else is panicking, maybe we need a mask of calm to bring uh, peace to the situation. We come up with all these reasons why we wear masks, and many of them, you know, there are good reasons in the moment, possibly. They sound really good, but at the end of the day, a mask still hides something. It still hides our identity. How many of you have ever seen The Lone Ranger? <laughs> I grew up watching The Lone Ranger some. He was a guy who, he went around saving the world in the Old West, but he did it with a mask on. His identity was a secret. Another good example might be Zorro, you know, has two personalities. He acts one way without the mask and one way with the mask. At the end of the day, we wear a mask to hide something, something we don't like about ourselves or something we don't want other people to see. And the problem is as Christians, we're supposed to be showing the world our identity as a Christian, as a believer. But the identity gets hidden behind these masks that we wear. We think we're projecting, we're showing the world something better by wearing a mask. We're like, oh, well, I look like a better Christian with this mask on. I look happier, I look cooler. I look like I know what I'm doing. I look more successful. I look fill in the blank. But the thing is, Christianity and following God's about honest authenticity. Jesus loves you, the real you, the no mask you. This mask right here, it looks pretty generic, doesn't it? Looks a lot different than my face. See, there's lots, of lots, lots less details on this mask. You know, there's no beard. There's no slightly crooked nose. My nose is slightly crooked. <laughs> no freckles. I have one dimple. No dimple. Sometimes those small details, you know, it, it makes who you are. The people around us, they're dealing with the same problems, the same struggles we have faced or the same problems we are facing. They want to know that the God we serve really has the ability to help them. But if all they see is a mask, how can they know God really has the ability to help them if they look at our life and all they see is the mask we're projecting? See, we try to look better. We try to look more impressive by wearing a mask, but actually we end up looking less relatable, less real, because this, this does not look real. 
We're not perfect. Romans 3.23 says, for everyone sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. But the beauty of who we are is that grace and love of Jesus, it's changed us. We're trying to hide so much behind this mask thinking it makes us look better when really people need to see us for who we are. So they can see what God's brought us through, what God is doing in our life, that the power of God can make a lasting change in your life, in my life. See, I think there's lots of reasons why we wear masks. I think the first one is we're ashamed. We put a mask on because we are ashamed. We're ashamed of our mistakes, our imperfections, our failures. We look at other people and other Christians and, oh, well, their lives look so much more organized, so much less messy. They don't seem to have the same challenges as we have so well. Let's put on a mask. Let's put something over our face. Let's make it look good. Make it look like we got it all together. We look at our, you could call it spiritual battle scars, the things we've gone through. And we say, well, I better hide those because I don't want anyone to judge me for the things I've gone through. Maybe, you know, at one point in time you struggle with addiction, but you're not going to tell anyone that because you don't want them to judge you, even if God's helped you overcome it. Maybe you have some fears, some doubts in your brain. You have struggled with it, or you're still struggling with some doubts, but you don't want to tell anyone because, well, what if someone judges you? But see, here's the awesome thing. God's brought us through some stuff. So don't hide, but let God use it to help others. Romans 8.1 says, There is no condemnation to those who belong to Christ Jesus. The second thing, second reason we wear these masks is avoidance. We want to avoid something. We wear masks to avoid the truth. I admit, wearing a baseball cap is a whole lot simpler than trying to tame my cowlick. I actually need a haircut right now, so my cowlick is kind of messy. <laughs> Took me a while in the mirror today to get it down with some water. Putting on a coat is a lot quicker, a lot faster than, you know, maybe cleaning up that uh, chocolate ice cream stain on the front of your shirt. I love chocolate ice cream. But guess what? We can hide it. But if I have a hat on, my cow looks still crazy. I can put a coat on if I have an ice cream stain, but the stain's still there. Covering it up doesn't change anything. It's easy, though, to put on a mask. It's easier than facing what's really there. It's easier than dealing with our insecurity or our doubt. It's easier than admitting we need prayer, admitting that we have a struggle in our life. It's easier than trying to deal with those past hurts. Putting on a mask, pretending everything's okay is easier than risking failure by admitting there is actually something wrong in our life. And then we put on these masks because we're afraid. We're afraid of what people will say. We don't know how they will react to our faults our imperfections, so we put on a mask and we pretend, I'm good, I've got it all together. I don't have anything I'm worried about. I don't have any problems in my life. I love this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, God's not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And yet, even though we read that verse, sometimes that spirit of fear, that fear still controls our lives on a regular basis. I admit, I've worn a mask to hide the fear before. Sometimes you worry about, you know, what are people going to think of me? But I found that moments of vulnerability, moments of sharing, are usually and typically moments of impact, moments of power. There's been moments in my life and in ministry where I've just opened up and like, hey, I've struggled with this, you know. Share about maybe some of the loss. I've lost some people who are close to me, some of the deepest losses of my life. Or as a teenager, I went to a time of depression, of anxiety, even a time of feeling suicidal at one point. 
And I've always found whenever I share those moments, the people in the congregation are like, okay, I get that. I understand that. I've been there. I know what that feels like. And so suddenly now it's relatable. They don't relate to the mask, but they relate to the real you. And so often it opens it up and it allows you to actually pour into them. Sometimes the things we're hiding are the very things people need to hear so they can find healing and hope. Our struggle can be the roadmap that leads someone to Jesus, leads them to the strength they need. Or we can open up and sometimes people can give us a roadmap we need. Look at verse 13. The tax collector stood a distance and he dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, Oh God, be merciful to me. I am a sinner. He seems like he was dealing with some shame. He kept his distance. He seems like he was dealing with some avoidance because he didn't even lift his eyes towards heaven. He seemed like he dealt with fear because he asked God to be merciful because he was a sinner. But the thing was, he didn't keep his mask on. He didn't try and pretend like it was all okay. He was vulnerable and honest with God. I think that's the first step right there to us removing the mask. Us really overcoming the fears in our life is being honest and vulnerable with God. I believe there's lots of other ways, though, that we can take our masks off. I'm actually really curious to learn some of those ways. So, Pastor John, I believe you have some ways for us to take off our masks. Give Pastor John a big hand clap as he comes. Wow. I like that kid coming up here and sneaking around on the stage. That was awesome. Unmasking our fear can be scary because we're vulnerable. You know, the Greek had a way of talking about this. This word is not actually seen in this passage of Scripture, but it's dripping in it. The word? Hypocrite. That's really what we're talking about today, isn't it? It's a Greek compound noun that really means interpreting what's beneath. What's going on beneath is not what we're showing out here. That's the word that they used to talk about the actors in the plays that they'd perform. You see, these actors, they needed to wear a mask to display to everyone out here what their emotion was. And it worked as a play. The problem is, is that you get closer to the actor, you realize how ridiculous it actually looks. You know, Christ has called us to be genuine people. Christ has called us to, to, to be authentic, not just with him, but with each other. You see... I appreciate Quint Brooks. He, he told me that the command not to be afraid is found in the Bible 360 times. 365, I believe. I mean, if God tells us this once for every day of the year, then maybe you and I should not be afraid. Not to be afraid to be genuine with each other, but more importantly, to be genuine with God. Because the closer that we get to one another, the more strange the mask actually looks. You know, that's a really good point. It, it turns out that the antidote to hypocrisy is intimacy. 
the closer that we get to the Lord, the more intimate we become and the easier it is to not be fine, but to be real. You and I as Christians are called to take off our masks, to face our fears of not being fine. We're not okay. The Bible tells us that we're all sinners, that we've all fallen short of God's glory. The Bible says that God sent his son because we're not okay. He, he lived a perfect life and he, and he died a, a sinner's death, our death, the death that you and I had coming. And then he rose again, giving us the opportunity to spend eternity with him. But ladies and gentlemen, that, that eternity that we're, that we're promised, that we have when we come to him is only given to, to us when we take off the mask, when we present ourselves before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords unmasked, not fine. Lord, we're broken. We're hurting, we're messed up. We failed you in every one of these ways. And you know what, what is so wonderful is that God has the divine ability to reach down and take whatever you give him, whatever wasn't fine, whatever was hurt, whatever was messed up, whatever was covered in sin, and to make something new. His word tells us that you're a new creation when you come to him. The old things are gone, so no longer do you have to be afraid and wear a mask because God is, is making you into something brand new, something different, something genuine, something filled with love and joy where you can really be okay. You can really be fine. Some of y'all think you're funny now, but you'll really be funny then. But it's only when we come to him we take off the mask and we're intimate with him. And you know, whenever we share love with him and when we're authentic with him, the Bible tells us that we can't love others if we can't love God. And so when we get right with God, then, then you and I, we, we, it paves the way to become right with others. It's funny how that works, that, that when we restore that relationship with God, when he restores it with us, then all of a sudden, all these other relationships will be restored. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not any need to wear a mask with God, and there's certainly not a need to wear a mask with somebody else. Today, I wanna invite you to make a commitment with me, right here, right now, that Christ's legacy would be a, a church that isn't content with wearing masks. That we don't find ourselves walking down the hallways and, and fellowshipping, wearing these, I'm fine, I'm okay. Certainly not, I'm, I'm sarcastic. <laughs> but instead we wear masks, or instead we don't wear masks. Instead, we stand before God and each other as authentic, loving people ready to reach out, love and make a difference, amen?
Would you stand with me all over this place? Would you grab your family by the hand? If you have a family here, just grab your kids and bring them towards you and hold on to your wife and your, your husband, your children. If, if you don't have a family here, would you, families, would you look around and adopt somebody this morning? Just adopt somebody this morning. Because the beautiful thing is that when you're authentic as a church, then you're part of a family of God. Nobody looks the same or acts the same, but instead the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ, tells us that we all can come to Him. We all can be real with God and with each other. And that's the kind of church that we want, amen? Let's make a commitment that we're not gonna wear masks here. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, that your word, as we look into it, unmasks us. It shows us who we really are. We're thankful, Lord, for each one of these children, Lord, that have here and now today learned such, a, such an important and valuable lesson. And Lord, as adults, we're also thankful, Lord, that we continue, Lord, to learn the same lesson. Lord, that we don't have to allow our lives to be lived in fear, putting on masks and pretending to be something that we're not, but instead we can stand before you today, Lord, without a mask, Lord, because you make all things new. Lord, you can fix us on the inside out. Lord, you can change who we are. And Lord, I just ask and invite you to come. Lord, and help us to be honest, not just with you, but with each other. Lord, allowing us to lay bare before you so that, Lord, we can, Lord, be made new and be made right with you and be made right with each other. Lord, that we could be a church, Lord, that is authentic. Lord, a church, Lord, that, that, that loves people, not for who they pretend to be, but for who they are. Lord, help us, Lord, to, to live a life that is unafraid. Lord, to be dedicated to you, holy, fully, authentically. Lord, help us to be a light that shines in our community. Lord, of the light, the love, and the life that you have for us. Lord, as we walk out of these doors and into a lost and hurting world, I pray, God, that your authentic spirit would shine through and make an eternal impact on every life that we come across. Lord, bless these people this morning. Bless their families and anoint us to be yours and only yours. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen and amen. Christ's legacy, let's go be a light. Amen. Thank you for coming this morning.